I get to this party and um, Brendan was chatting with some other developer friends. So there were these computer nerdy guys and then the coworkers that sort of like branched out, right? And I was like, well, this guy's named Brendan. I'm named Brendan. Let me go see what's up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Brendan, what's up? I'm Brendan. And he's like, oh, you're Brendan? Well, I'm Brendan too. <laughs> Welcome to the Mostly Money Podcast with your host, Preet Banerjee. This is Mostly Money, and I'm your host, Preet Banerjee. And on the show today, I've got two of the founders of a new fintech startup that promises to take all the hassle out of managing your own passive investment portfolio. And you're probably thinking this must be some new robo-advisor. But no, it's, it's actually a little bit different than what you might be thinking. We know that many robo-advisors layer on a fee, call it 50 basis points on average or 0.5% per year of the amount of money you have invested on top of product fees, mostly ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which might have a cost of around 0.25% per year, give or take, of the money invested. So maybe you pay in total 0.75% or thereabouts. Well, the team at Passive came up with a different way of doing things. If you have a discount brokerage account at Questrade, you can allow Passive to act as a helper application to help you maintain your portfolio. So things like rebalancing and how to allocate new cash. And get this, there's a free version that is free forever. And there's a deluxe version, which totally puts your portfolio on autopilot. And the deluxe version costs five bucks per month, which is 60 bucks per year. So basically, if you're willing to go in and enter the trades calculated by passive to keep your portfolio allocated to target, it's free. And if you want passive to actually go in and execute those trades for you, their service to do that is five bucks per month. So working backwards, that starts to get cheaper than a robo-advisor, the traditional robo-advisors, traditional, the new robo-advisors that are out there that have generally fees of about, you know, say 50 basis points for their service. Um, so again, working backwards, passive starts to look more attractive from a cost basis when your portfolio hits a massive 12,000 bucks. So that's pretty compelling. And so when the guys reached out to me to sort of tell me about this, uh, I wanted to learn more. So they're in town and I had them come into studio and I've got, uh, two representatives from Passive. So sitting in front of me is Brendan Lee Young. Brendan, welcome to the show. Hey, Preet. Thank you very much. And to his right is Brendan Wood. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, Pleasure is all mine. And I want to start by saying that there is actually a third Brendan on the team. That's correct. And that is Brendan... Brendan Cam. Brendan Cam. And so it's interesting to note that, um, you know, you're a startup. Not a lot of people. It's not like there's 100 employees. So what, like over 50% of the people that work there are named Brendan. Basically, that's just how it, it happened. But um, I assure you, there's no prerequisite to join our team. Um, you know, you, you don't have to be named Brendan. You can, <laughs> you can be named Anna or Kirsten or Mike and it's all good. It's And those are actual team member names. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they, they're awesome. <laughs> uh, great. Okay. So let's start a little bit with your background. Very briefly, um, Brendan Lee Young, sure. uh, why don't you tell me about your background? 
Yeah, uh, I'm originally from a small Caribbean island called Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, I came to Canada 10 years ago. Uh, at that time, I thought I was going to be away from home for just one year because I was finishing up my university degree at the University of New Brunswick. And, um, well, it's been 10 years <laughs> since, and um, I, I, I miss my friends. Sorry, guys, uh, I miss you all, but, you know, Canada is where it's at for now. Right. Yeah. Okay. And to your right is Brendan Wood. And Brendan Wood, you are, all of you are based in Fredericton, New Brunswick, um, but you are originally from Newfoundland. Newfoundland, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I wanted to ask you about the correct pronunciation about Newfoundland, um, because there's certain ways of pronouncing it that um, rile people or rub them the wrong way. So for the record, being from there, tell us how to pronounce Newfoundland understand newfoundland right and sometimes so what is the way that people pronounce it that uh irks people uh, when you emphasize the found like newfoundland yeah or when uh you pronounce it more like finland you know like the country newfoundland it's like it's not newfoundland it's newfoundland you know? right understand newfoundland yeah exactly excellent um and so you grew up in newfoundland and then you moved to new brunswick for the canoeing yeah, well, I, I went there for school, actually, uh, but it was the canoeing that really kind of hooked me. I didn't have any intentions of staying in Fredericton long term. I was going there for school to do engineering, and then the plan was to move back to Newfoundland or do something else. But Fredericton is really an amazing place. Uh, it kind of like got its claws into me when I was right. there for school. And, you know, I've been living there longer than I've lived anywhere else right. from New Brunswick now. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of close friends in uh, in St. John. Uh, my parents have a cottage in St. John, so I spent a lot of time in New Brunswick. It's absolutely stunning. It's one of those well-kept secrets. It's kind of the thing you don't want to tell people how awesome it is because you don't want everyone going there, you know what I mean? But it's awesome. Um, okay, so let's get into the story behind Passive. So how did you two meet and where did you guys come up with the idea to launch a fintech? Because, well, actually, let me start. Are you guys, is your background in the financial services? No, I, I have a business and entrepreneurship degree in Brennan Woods in mechanical engineering and software development. Okay. So is it fair to say that you guys were personal finance and investing enthusiasts, hobbyists, and you're looking for a better way to, or a way to tackle a common problem? Uh, yeah. So I started investing in mutual funds with uh, an employer sponsored plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really put too much thought into it. I thought, you know, this is the bank. They're going to take care of my money, right? That's what they do. And uh, so I invested that way for a few years until I uh, realized, you know, there's probably a fee involved somewhere along the way. I, no one ever told me about this, but, right. uh, you know, I, I just kind of like some, somebody's making money off this somehow. I wonder how much they're making and what it is. And I found out that this mutual fund, it was uh, it was basically like an S&P 500 mutual fund. So mm-hmm. just, you know, standard index fund sort of thing, except they were charging almost 2% per year uh, for having my money in there. I was like, that doesn't seem like too much, right? 2% per year. Uh, but then I kind of sat down and said, let's do the math and see how much this is going to cost me over the course of my career, you know? And it worked out to almost like 50%. Right. Like it shocked me. I had no idea. Right. And I think a lot of people have no idea. You're right. Yeah. And you know, it's funny people in the personal finance sphere and the investing sphere, you know, this is old news, but when you talk to people outside that sphere, which is the vast majority of people out there, they have no idea. Costs matter. Um, and so you discovered that on your own. And then you decided, all right, um, I'm going to launch a service to handle, you know, this uh, for well, people. I guess the idea for launching a service was a little, little bit down the road. So first, I was, I was just like, well, how can I, how can I do this better for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I came across um, 
the Personal Finance Canada subreddit. Um, found out about couch potato style investing and whatnot. And so I realized I can just, you know, buy these ETFs directly in a brokerage account mm-hmm. and then not have to pay out this, this big MER. So I started doing that and I did it for a few years and, um, it was, it was fine, except that I started adding more accounts. And as I added more accounts and I was trying to keep my uh, portfolio on target, it just got more and more tedious. And it's not like any of it, it wasn't difficult. It was just having to make sure that I check my account a couple times a month to make sure I'm fully invested and then do the calculations to be like, well, buy the underweight asset and so on. So I started like that. I, and eventually I realized, well, you know, rather than doing an Excel spreadsheet, I can just write a bit of software to do this. Uh, the brokerage I was with, uh, Questrade, they had an API, so I just wrote a simple script to do the work for me. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of slowly evolved into uh, a product from there. And so, okay, so take me through this. So when you wrote the script, so this was just for your own account? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. And then, so how did it evolve from there to becoming a service that you wanted to provide to other people? So I noticed on uh, on the Reddit communities that I frequented that a lot of people were asking about rebalancing calculations. Um, generally, people who are relatively new to the space and just getting into it, like, oh, how do I do this calculation? Sure. And is there an easier way than just um, you know having to check it every month? So originally, um, I I took my script and turned it into something kind of like uh, just a generic portfolio rebalancer. So you could come to the site and just type in what you had in your portfolios, your current holdings, and then we would use live price data to figure out here here's what you should hold. Okay. And nobody really used that. That was up for a year or two and it got no love <laughs> at all. And, you know, I just kind of realized, you know, it's not really that much of an improvement over an Excel spreadsheet. You know, right. you kind of have to do all the same things in the Excel spreadsheet as you would do here on this rebalancing website. So how can I make this better? Right. Is it fair to say that a lot of people that you've run into on either, you know, the the subreddits that you uh, visit, if they are going to be do-it-yourself investors, they probably can handle basic spreadsheet calculations. Yeah, it seems like most people can can handle the spreadsheet or, or they'll learn it relatively quickly. So what's the improvement from then? What was the change that you made that said, oh, you know what, now this is something that people would want? Uh, it, was, it was the tedious aspect. So people can handle the spreadsheet, but do they really want to? Right. You know, if you're not doing this as a hobby, then it's just a time sink and it's one extra thing that you need to keep on top of. Um, when really there's, there's no reason you should have to do that at all. If we can build software to do it for us and we have, uh, you know, a direct connection to our own brokerage account, then there's no reason that we can't just automate everything. Right. Okay. And then, so when did Brendan Lee Young come into the mix? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so we we met at a co-worker's diaper party. Um, so let me back that up. Uh, Please. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing. Um, it's when men host events or an event and they invite all of their guy friends over to help them 
pay for diapers. So, so the, the thing is, is you can't come to the party unless you have X number of diapers with you. So, and sorry, is this, uh, put it in the kind, is this an old man's party or a young person starting a family party? Good, good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, so this, this, this guy, he, he had a kid he just had a kid. And, um, so I guess diapers are expensive, right? Yep. If, if, if you're going to have kids, guys, be sure to check out the prices of diapers because they're <laughs> expensive. <laughs> Got to go to Costco or something, but, um, right. Or cloth. Oh, the, Cloth, yeah. Right. I guess he didn't want cloth. He 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 made up his mind, guys, get those diapers at Costco. And so anyway, I get to this party and um Brendan was chatting with some other developer friends. So there were these computer nerdy guys and then the co-workers that sort of like branched out, right? And I was like, Well, this guy's named Brendan, I'm named Brendan. Let me go see what's up. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Brendan, what's up? I'm Brendan. And he's like, oh, you're Brendan? Well, I'm Brendan too. <laughs> and a- anyway, so we we got chatting. We, we started talking about startups because Fredericton's a small uh, city and, you know, it's it's trying to promote startup culture. And, you know, we've had a lot of, success, well, a few big successes. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, Brendan and I got chatting about, well, geez, you know, like there's nothing going on. Um, well, not really in fintech, but like we had opinions about how startups should be formed, which is you build a minimum viable product and you let people use it and you learn from it. Right. Um, that's that's sort of, I guess, our mantra, the way we see things. So, um, and this is before he told me about passive. So he sort of said, "Yeah, that's true. Whatever. What's your what's your what's your contact information? Let's connect on Facebook." And I was like, "Sure, you know, whatever. Here you go." And two weeks later, I get this message on Facebook: "Hey, Brendan, you want to have?" You want to have lunch with me? I'm like, sure, Brendan. Of course, I'd love to have lunch with you, Brendan. <laughs> and um, so we we had lunch and uh, he he says, I've got this idea. I'm like, tell me, what is it, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he brings out this this laptop and it's got this, this sort of software running. I was like, so what is that? He's like, well, this is an application that you use for rebalancing your accounts. Do you know what rebalancing is? And so I, I took value investing uh, in school. So when he showed me that, I was like, I love the idea. Mm-hmm. Because if if you've ever taken value investing, you learn that it's very tedious to find g- good undervalued stock. And early up front in the course, they teach you that most active managers underperform. And you know if you really want to save for retirement, you just buy the index. Don't pay someone to fail and beat the index. Wait a second. Your course on value investing told you to be an index investor? Well, they had That's to cover awesome. it. They had to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Big shout out to Eben Utute at UNB's um, finance department. Yeah. He, right. he sort of laid the I land think down. I know him. I think I've met him. Does he have a colleague named uh, Muhammad Siddiqui? He, he might, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. it's not important. Yeah. So anyway, so the the one thing I learned in that course was I hate Excel because I had to data <laughs> crunch a lot of numbers to put it into this yeah. this spreadsheet. And I learned that well, if I want to save for retirement, I'm just going to buy the S and P 500 index. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so when Brendan showed me the minimum viable product for passive, I was like. I'm sold. I love it. Let's do it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to help folks retire. Um, and yeah, the rest is history, really. Okay. So let's fast forward. You've now met. You've uh, exchanged great ideas, a skill set, and uh, entrepreneurial drive. And you decide that you're going to take what was originally Brendan Woods 
a little script and you're going to turn it into this service. So explain exactly what this service is. So the high level view is basically passive is software that allows you to turn your brokerage account into your own personalized robo advisor um, minus the, the fee and no advice because you got to know what you're investing in and what your portfolio's target allocation should be. So, this really, I'm just sort of shooting from the hip here, but uh, so a good friend of mine, Dan Bordelotti, runs the Canadian Couch Potato website, and there's model portfolios there. So I could just go to Dan's website, take a look at the model portfolios, and say, all right, passive, this is what I want my allocation to be, and these are the e- ETFs to choose. You do the rest. That's a good summary. That's right. Um, guys like Dan, they, they probably saved uh, Canadian households a lot of money. So oh, tons, he, tons. He, he should be given a national award, I think. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far. I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> actually, no, I would go that far. I, like I said, I do know Dan. He's a good friend of mine. And yeah. uh, it is actually amazing when you step back and consider how much change that he has affected in yes. the Canadian landscape. Um, so Dan, I know you're listening, so don't let it go too much to your head, but, um, okay. So, so that's one use case, but do you have to use index ETFs? Like if you wanted to use passive because it's at its core, what it does is it rebalances according to parameters set by the user. Could you use it for other types of investment, like individual stocks, or if someone says, well, I really want this XYZ mutual fund for emerging markets and the rest of it can be ETFs, how much customizability is there? Okay, yeah, you, you can use it for stocks um, and ETFs. So <laughs> I'll give you a story. When we when we first rolled out Passive, we we had a gentleman, he was an early adopter, and he, he sent us an email. He's like, guys, you, you don't support fractions in your sliders. I'm like, what do you mean? You just, in my opinion, you just need like three or four ETFs, right? And maybe a, a handful of stocks. So this guy was trying to replicate the entire S&P 500 using our, <laughs> our product. Oh. And um, it was really interesting. And so we learned, well, hmm, maybe we should support percentages. So that's coming. If anyone who's a user is listening, we're going to release percentages. Um, yes, fractions of a percent. And, 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 and that's it. So like it's, in my opinion, really robust. Um, so wait a second. So to be clear, the feature that you're rolling out is the ability to just have a decimal added yes. to the fraction, yes. to the percentage allocation. Yes. So right now it's just whole numbers, right? So yeah. you could say you can have 21% of VCN or 20% or 19. Yeah. Right now you can't have 19.5, but you will be able to. Right. So we, we designed it to be, you know, as, as fully customizable as possible. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you can pick, you can, you can invest in any tradable asset on your brokerage account. So it could be an ETF. It could be a stock. Um, I know so anything trade, that trades on an exchange. Yes. So, um, you know, you can buy mutual funds within your Questrade account, but you're not trading it. So that's right. something that's not supported by passive. We'll just exclude that from your target portfolio. Right. Okay. So this new feature, uh, very few use cases, I would think, you know, being able to allocate into uh, decimal points in terms of percentages, because at the end of the day, you know, your overall asset allocation, you know, that's pretty important, but you're kind of getting pretty nitpicky if you go into decimals, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think the biggest feature is the ability to exclude stock picks. So we get a lot of users who they're following a model portfolio, but they want to buy... Apple, Tesla, 
couple of pot stocks. I don't know. There's there's yeah. a, some irony in that. They want the they buy into this philosophy of a passively managed portfolio, and the whole premise is based on well, you know, it's so tough to beat the market. A lot of people paid a lot of money to do it, and they don't. But I can do it, right? <laughs> you know, with an extra 20 minutes a week, I'm sure I could do better. Okay, right. but so that is a feature that is available. Yeah. And and we, we had a, a bit of a debate about it, right? Because it's like, should sure, we really yeah. support active investing? And um, the conclusion was, well, you know, guys are going to do it anyway. So let's allow them to exclude those risky stock picks. Hopefully they're going to just use it to maintain a balance fund maybe you can um, have like a separate service that's called passive ish right? <laughs> or get active <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i understand yeah. the point of view from the business side of things you know you're trying to create a service that has a lot of users and at the core you're trying to be purist and you kind of had this idea well it should be you know if it's going to be a couch potato portfolio and set allocations that's it put on on autopilot you really shouldn't overthink things but in reality we know that people do um but that's not really what you're trying to fix. You're just trying to provide a service to people. Okay, so you can allocate and you can exclude certain investments when it comes to what passive will calculate or execute. Again, depending on if it's the free version or the paid version. So so give me an example. So you could have someone with, say, they want to do Corn Explore. So they've got, say, 80% of their portfolio is a couch potato portfolio. And 20% of it, they've got, you know, your Apple pick or whatever. And so you can tell passive, all right, just figure out the calculations for the 80% and ignore the rest. That's correct, yeah. Okay, what about new contributions? So if someone is putting a regular uh, contribution, like a pack plan set up into their Questrade RSP, TFSA, whatever, um, what happens to the new cash? How does that get handled? So so right now you, you, you get an email and it says, hey, new cash has come into your account. And then you'd log into passive and see the calculated trades and you can go make them in Quest Trade. Or, you know, if you're one of our elite users and you're paying us that five bucks a month, we can make the trades for you and save you a, a bit more time. Okay, so... Um it's possible that let's say you have a hundred dollar contribution going into your account, and if you're buying, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not as up to speed on how Questrade's commissions work, but many of their ETFs are commission free for purchasing, right? Yes. But if you said, "All right, passive," I also want you to allocate incorporating individual stock picks, then you would incur a trading commission for that. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so tell me more about these uh, alerts. So you get these emails um, or notification yeah. to your phone. How does that work? Yeah, so you, you basically get an email and um, we'll tell you when your regular contributions come in or whenever dividends are paid. Um, we're also working on drift notifications. So that will be released shortly so that if your portfolio drifts off target, you get notified and then you can make take action accordingly. So to be clear, so let's say you don't have any new contributions or any withdrawals. You've got your asset allocation. It's set to say it's, you know, four different ETFs, 25% each. And then a year goes by and one of them does really well. One of them does poorly. You'll get an alert that says, hey, it's drifted from your target asset allocation. And what is the drift threshold or is that set by the user? Um, so uh, we, we have a metric that we call accuracy. So we basically look at what you currently hold and compare it to your target and then uh, give you a percentage of how close you are to the target. Mm -hmm. So 100% would be perfectly accurate. 
zero would be, um, you know, like you're not holding anything you should be holding. Um, so if you start at 100% and your portfolio drifts, maybe it hits 90% or whatever, um, you, you, can, you define what you want to be your drift threshold for your own account. And if you ever fall below that threshold, you get an email saying, hey, uh, you've drifted more than 10% from your target. Uh, you might want to have a look at your account and decide if you want to do something about that. So I know a lot of people, what they'll do is they will adjust their asset allocation when it's off target back to target only based on new contributions. So they don't execute rebalances as much, uh, especially when their portfolio is smaller and it makes more sense to do that. So only when it's new cash, the cash will say, all right, well, just put it all into this one ETF or split it into these two at this ratio. So it'll calculate all that for you. And is that, and I think from looking at your retail, that is a a service that you offer. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. So when we first built the tool, we were thinking of it more from a rebalancing perspective. Uh, but really what it is is a cash allocation tool. Yeah, it can do the rebalancing if you need it to, but in using Passive for uh, two years personally, I've never actually had to do a full rebalance. Right. It's, just, uh, it's set to buy the underweight asset. And uh, again, uh, because I'm not up to speed with Questrade's policies on their commissions, when you have these commission-free ETFs to buy, if you had to reallocate, and let's say that Passive said, all right, you need to sell off this if you choose that as an option and buy this, to trade existing ETFs that you have, is there a commission for that or is it also? Uh, the way the way the commissions are structured with ETFs is that buying ETFs is free. Selling mm-hmm. them costs the standard commission, which okay. is uh, between 5 and $10, depending on you know, how much you actually sell. Right. Okay. Okay. So again, I, really, like once your portfolio gets big enough that maybe you do want to make uh, sales and purchases relative to the size of your portfolio, five bucks a trade, not that big of a deal. And until your portfolio gets big enough, realistically, you can just uh, stay on target by uh, allocating new cash into whatever is. Yep, exactly. So in practice, the commissions are not that big of a deal if you're uh, in the accumulation phase. You know, if money's going in, you can buy the underweight asset. There's not a market crash going on. Um, It's rare that you would ever actually need to do a full rebalance. So I, I personally haven't paid a sales commission in like... I don't know, two and a half years. Right. <laughs> Good for you. Um, okay, so let's talk about setting asset allocations at the account level. So if you have multiple accounts, um, uh, does Passive currently allow you to sort of say, um, you know, figure this out globally or do you have to set it at the account level? How does that work? So right now it's at the account level. So uh, we basically keep track of how many accounts you have and we have a target set for each account. Okay. So it works only at that you know per account level. Uh, but a lot of our users have been telling us we actually just want a global target across all of my accounts. Right. Um, so that's that's something we're working on. We're going to be releasing that in March. And that's a, that's a bit of a can of worms because it's not as simple as people would expect. Absolutely because there's not. A, a yeah, couple there's of, a lot going on there. There's a couple of constraints there, right? So... You know, when you take a look at um, asset location, so if you want to maximize tax efficiency of where you hold particular uh, tradable vehicles and which accounts, that's something you have to take into account. That's kind of like a quantum leap above just setting an asset allocation for um, an account. But there's also things like uh, factoring in taxes on withdrawals uh, down the road. So I'm sure that a lot of users have been asking about those features. So is that going to be something that is going to be released and if so when um yeah so we're rolling out uh, we're rolling out more slowly we're not going to kind of push everything on day one so in terms of being able to set the location for certain assets in an overall portfolio um, we're going to allow you to set rules so um, you might say uh, my rsp is not allowed to have u.s equity if that's if that's a rule you wanted to make you could make that rule right um 
we won't be doing it automatically for you because that falls into the advice category and we're right. doing what we can to kind of stay on the, the other side of that fence, you know. Got it. Got it. All right. So it is going to require for the people who want to take advantage of it, they're going to have to know why they're setting these allocations. And I would say you probably, again, you just probably go to Dan's blog and there's yeah, a blog exactly. post there's that explains it. lots of it. good information out there on it. It's just that if we, uh, as soon as we start telling you what to do with your money, that uh, kind of crosses a line and it means that we would need to start paying a lot of money for, you know, registering with the securities yeah. commissions and whatnot, right? Right. Okay. Um, you look like you wanted to grab the mic there, other Brendan. So, <laughs> well, well, I just wanted to say, I, I read your book and you, you talk about going from C plus to an A. And um, I think once you're talking about like, you know, where to, uh, where's, where to allocate your money in terms of which accounts and how to provide prioritize it, that's probably uh, the time when, okay, you can read or maybe get help from a, a fee-for-service planner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the majority of Canadians right now just need to start saving. Um, first, clear off your debt, um, disaster-proof your life. Um, but yeah, we, we want to help you get from that C plus to that A. And by the time you get to that A, we, we can help you get to an A plus. Um, so honest opinion, yeah. the book, what, what grade would you give the book? I'll give it an A plus. <laughs> um, yeah. listen, I know I put you on the spot. What, yeah. what else could you possibly have said to that loaded question? <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever actually promoted the book on the podcast. Actually, I'm the worst at self-promotion. I really am. Uh, the book is called Stop Overthinking Your Money. It's available anywhere books are sold. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. There's your. There's my own personal commercial. Um, okay, let's see. What else did I want to ask you about? Um, how long have you guys been operating? So like a year and a half? Yeah. Something we, like that? Yeah, a year and a half. Um, we first started um, by posting on the personal finance Canada subreddit, uh, looking for beta testers, and then it just sort of grew from there. Um, so yeah, year and a half. And how much you are you guys managing for people? Like I, I use the word managing in quotes, yeah. uh, but how many people? Like, do you have a sense of the amount of money that you are helping allocate for yeah, people? Yeah. So Canadians are um, using passive to manage over fifty million dollars of their 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 money mm-hmm. with our software. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah, it sounds like that number should be higher. Like based on what you've told me, it's a pretty cool service because what I have found for a lot of people is that they can understand the Coles notes of why a couch potato portfolio is good, and then they go through the stages of how are the different ways I can set up uh, a passively managed, you know, globally diversified portfolio. And there's a couple of different options out there. And if you're shooting for the lowest possible cost, it's you know getting your own ETFs in a discount brokerage account and managing things yourself. But they're willing to pay a little bit of money, I think, to reduce what is probably the most hassle of that whole thing, which is just maintaining it once you've got it set up. That I find for myself, you know, just the hassle of executing uh, trades and monitoring myself. I have my own spreadsheet and whatnot, and I just sort of do it. Um, But I would imagine for uh, a lot of people that this is a service that they should really take a second look at it. It yeah. sounds pretty cool, guys. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting because we we're a startup. We run on a small budget. We don't spend any money on ads. Um, we tested it tested it, but uh, it really wouldn't be 
economical for us to do ads. So many of our users tell their friends and their friends come on board. And so we grow organically. But this year we're, we're working to change that. Um, so we, we have a new team member who's going to help us out with marketing. Her name's Anna. She's, she's awesome. Uh, here with us here in the studio. Hi, Anna. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So like, yeah, we, we're trying to get the word out. And so maybe that's why we're here on this podcast too, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, so let me ask you about, um, concerns that people might have about security because this is one of the areas where you're always going to want to make sure that you know if you're going to allow some third party access to your financial information electronically you're going to have a lot of concerns so walk me through what concerns people have raised and you know what you do to address those concerns uh, probably the most common question we get from people is uh, do we get your username and password for quest trade you know, a lot of these services out there um, work on a screen scraping basis. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you know, use Mint or, or something to, you know, do a budget, um, it usually takes your username and password and they store it on their side and then they use it to log into your bank as you. Right. And that's concerning for a lot of people because you're kind of giving away the keys to the kingdom when you give out your username and password. Mm-hmm. So we don't work that way at all. We are an official API partner of Questrade and we use their secure process for connecting to your account. The way this this typically works, um, it's called OAuth for anyone who wants to look that up. Basically, uh, we make a request to Questrade. We send you over to Questrade with um, an ask. And we're saying we're asking for a certain permission level to access uh, a portion of your account. And you log into your Questrade account and you do that on Questrade. It's not through us. And then Questrade presents you with this question and a, a summary of the access level that's being requested, and you can approve or deny that. If you approve it, Questrade sends a little token back to us, and we use that for accessing your account on a continuing basis. So um, the, the two access levels you could choose from are read-only or trade access. So read-only basically means we can see what accounts you have, we can see what you hold in your accounts. And uh, that's that's the extent of it. You know, We can't move money around in your accounts, we can't initiate transfers or anything. Uh, so it's very limited in the scope. It's it's just basic financial information about what's in your account. On the trade side, we get that financial information, but then we also get the ability to place and modify orders on your account. So if you had the basic free service, you would only have to grant read access. That's right. But if you wanted the, the, the deluxe, deluxe makes it sound expensive, but it's only <laughs> five bucks a month, 60 bucks a year. Um, so if you wanted that deluxe version, uh, then you'd have to grant the higher level of access so that it could go in and actually execute the trades. Exactly, yeah. But in all cases, you don't store any password information or anything like that. You just have the ability through, I don't know what the hell you just said, but <laughs> you have the ability to execute that, but you aren't taking any uh, information that you don't need. Yeah, that's right. And so um, that that's kind of like the answer to the username password question. So there's, you know, it's very limited in terms of what we can do with someone's account, uh, which is a good thing in my opinion. Uh, the second most common type of question is uh, regarding what kind of information we pull from people's accounts and what we do with it. And so we're, I'm, I'm a big data privacy advocate myself. Um, I built the service to store as little information as possible. So the bare minimum that we need in order to do the job of doing these calculations. So basically, when you first authorize your account, uh, when you first connect Questrade to Passive, we look at your accounts and basically store a list of what accounts you have. And we need to do that because if we're starting storing a target portfolio on our side, we need to know that your account exists and there's a target associated with it. Mm-hmm. After that, we don't store anything else. So when you log in to use Passive, 
we make a connection to your Questrade account as you log in. We do it on the fly and we get the information we need to do the calculations. We perform the calculations and we present them to you. And at no point does any of that data uh, enter our database. It doesn't even get cached. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. If, if someone were to ask us, you know, what is, what is Preet's net worth? We'd say, we can't tell you. We'd have to go look it up in his account with his permission to do that. Right. And you could not do that. Uh, so if we have the token, we could do that. Um, as long as the token's there, like, you know, you can, you can initiate a request and go in and do that stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. But we don't do that. We don't store the data on our end. It all comes down to this key. Right. Okay. Um, what is on the horizon for, for passive? So it's a relatively small team. You're based, um, you know, in the Maritimes. So this doesn't sound like a traditional fintech startup where it's, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of advertising, a lot of investment being raised. Um, you guys are taking a bit of a slower approach. Um, and it comes, I think, from, you know, what you'd want to see in a good entrepreneurial story is you found a problem that um, you face and other people face and you've found a solution and you've created a service to address that. But how do you get bigger? Because managing 50 million after a year and a half, you know, probably I'm sure you'd want to be managing more and have more clients and whatnot. So what's what's next? Well, we're, we're, we're looking at um, strengthening our partnership with um, brokerages, um, not necessarily in Canada, but in, in other parts of the world. And most importantly, we're, we're, we're trying to improve the product. Um, I think that that's something that we'll, we'll need to do before we, we, let's say, go raise money. Um, but right now it's, it's focusing on, on solving the problem, improving the product and, and securing some, some deals that'll be beneficial to us and our partners and also users. And so the next feature that launches, what is that feature and what's the timeline? Oh, it'll be cross-account balancing and we're also going to do a major overhaul of our UX and support those decimal um, percentages. And that'll be in March. In March. Okay, so you yeah. know, just right around the corner. Yeah. Okay, um, that's pretty good. That's all the questions I have for now. Um, and um, uh, at the end of every podcast, guests get the floor for a minute, two minutes to give yourselves a commercial. So have at it. What do you want listeners to know? Well, if you're, if you're fed up of using my, you know, those spreadsheets and number crunching and hiding from your boss, uh, to make trades during lunch or whenever, <laughs> uh, give passive a try. And, um, I think you'll be impressed at the very least you'll save yourself some money. All right. Brendan Wood, would you like to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, so we're, we're always looking for feature requests. Um, all the things we're working on today were born out of people requesting things from us. So when we built, built the first version of Passive, it was built for me. I have a very basic investing style. Um, there's not a lot of spice in my life when it comes to investing. Um, so all the new features we build are based on what people are asking for. Uh, so, you know, whether it's cross-account balancing or whether it's excluding um, stock picks um, that's all stuff that people ask for and we're, we're just trying to build. So, um, you know, if there's a need you have that you feel is not met by your spreadsheet or your advisor, let us know and we're going to see if there's a way we can build it into the product. Um, I like you guys. You guys are nice. You're great. I'm going to give you some advice. Please do. When someone offers you a free commercial, tell people where to go. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can go to our website at getpassive.com. Um, G-E-T-P-A-S-S-I-V dot com. So no, no E on passive. Because yeah. we can't spell, right? <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a little more Googleable. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. That's great, guys. I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm rooting for you. You've got, um, 
what looks to be like a, a really uh, useful service offering. Uh, the price point seems very reasonable. Um, I'm sure that you're going to get a lot more tractions. I wish you the best of uh, success. And uh, and that's it for this week. So to uh, my faithful listeners, thanks again for tuning in to another great episode. I hope you enjoyed having the guys on from Passive. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Thank you.